Welcome to Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. I'll bring you all kinds of stories from all kinds of people. Whether it's a live public conversation and we're speaking from the kitchen table of my 1965 Beeline travel trailer, from the studios or on the streets, please sit back and enjoy the conversation right here this time every week. My guests are Laura Flanders, who is the founder and host of The Laura Flanders Show. It is a cross-platform media project that is on PBS stations, almost 300 across the country. There's also a podcast and a radio show, and it's available on the Laura Flanders Show YouTube channel. And Ramsey Adams, who is the founder and the executive director of Catskill Mountain Keeper. It was founded in 2006. It continues to be charged with protecting the Catskills. And we're going to find out what that means and what it means to be advocating for the environment across a multitude of issues. So welcome, Laura. Welcome, Ramsey. Oh, it's great to be here, Sabrina. Thank you. I'm so excited. And Laura is just such an amazing, one of the most important voices, political commentators in the country, and certainly the leading progressive voice. So it's an honor to be here with you at the table. I, with Sabrina. I, I'm, I'm blushing here behind the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we have Laura Flanders and Ramsey Adams, two people who are involved with movement building and raising awareness and finding the strategies to do that. I want you both to jump in because I'm excited that we're all based in Sullivan County, New York and the Catskills and that Ramsey's work with Mountain Keeper is based throughout the Catskills, but he's very rooted in Sullivan County. And Laura, the Laura Flanders show is based also in Sullivan County, New York. And I think maybe many people aren't aware of that. Well, it is now. It has been for the last three years. And what a joy it's been. And I have to say, in the interest of full disclosure, that Sabrina and I do work together on the show. Sabrina is producer extraordinaire, and I couldn't do what I do without her. But yeah, I mean, I started covering global wars and conflicts and flying all around. Then we got based in New York doing programming for Air America and Pacifica and all sorts of outlets, MSNBC and you name it. But in the last five years, I've spent more time up here in the Catskills where I've had a cabin for decades since the 80s, if you can believe it. Wow, maybe it's your influence, Ramsey, or yours, Sabrina, that has led me to think that there's really no place better in the world to be reporting on shifting power in this country um, and the world than right here in Sullivan County. So that's where we've been doing our show every week for the last three years without interruption. It's been great. And it, I think it's going to continue. Why the heck not? With your help. Thank you, Laura. And Ramsey? So that's amazing. I want your listeners to just take a moment and answer the question to themselves, what are the Catskills? Just take a second and think about that. What are the Catskills? The Catskills uh, are definitely a region, you know, the Catskill region. That means something. I'm not sure what. Definitely a mountain range, but maybe not because it's a glaciated plateau. So does that mean it's a mountain range or not? There's some debate about that. It's part of the Appalachian range that runs across these are part of the United States. But it's also a park. 
it's the Catskill Park, and that's the first park uh, along with the Adirondacks, first park, the first wilderness in America established by Teddy Roosevelt at the turn of the century. So it's a really interesting place, and it's really big. It's 6,000 square miles, depending on what you're talking about, but the park or the region or the range. So it's really interesting and fascinating to be the advocacy organization promoting a place that's so diverse as the Catskills. So that's the challenge. And it's really fun. I often take people for a drive in my car and I'm like, have you ever been to the Catskill Park? And they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, guess what? You're in it right now. You're in the park. It is the most beautiful place. And it's so important for the economy and ecology of both New York State, New York City, and the country. Thank you, Ramsey, for taking us there, taking us into this region where the three of us are right now. Because the Laura Flanders show, as you shared, Laura, is a show that, well, why don't I share the tagline? Or actually, rather, why don't you? Because it, it is <laughs> something that I love, and I think it's going to take us there. And then it's going to also then take us into Catskill Mountain Keeper's mission. Sure. I mean... So I started as a kind of war correspondent. I reported on the conflict in Northern Ireland for years, then Central America, did a, a, a documentary about miners in this country and in the UK and, and covered the big miners strike there. I spent time in the Middle East all over. And throughout that period, part of my mission was we need to sound the alarm about what's happening in the world. And I did that for decades. And in fact, we saw much of, a lot of media emerge during that period that gave us new ways to find out about all the terrible things that are happening in the world. What was lacking, it seemed to me, was news media that connected us to change, like how we could be part of it, how it actually gets made, and examples of viable alternative ways to organize life that maybe weren't pipe dreams, but either existing right now or had existed in the past or could exist um, within the foreseeable future. So the tagline for the show has become the Laura Flanders show, the place where the people who say it can't be done take a back seat to the people who were doing it. So, okay, we've all heard the voices about how radical change is impossible in America. I don't believe it. And every week on our show, we bring you examples that we hope will persuade you not to believe that either. Uh, there are all sorts of stories of people making improbable, impossible change in this country. We're not there. We need to make a whole lot more. But if we don't have some sense of what's possible, we're only dealing with a very narrow range of options. You know, the mainstream media, the money media love to, to serve us up options that go from about A to about C, you know, and that's kind of like really bad fracking or slightly more constrained fracking, um, really bad climate policy or just slightly better climate policy. You know, let's fix the grid in Puerto Rico. No, let's have a solar grid on that island that is community owned. We can do this. Here are some examples. I think that gives you a sense of how we do things differently. And Sabrina, you're, you're a big part of it with your always very upbeat and optimistic attitude and your sense of how much can come from connection. And Mountain Keeper is a great example. I don't know about you, Ramsey, but I saw coverage recently that was classic, right? They, they were talking about, well, a headline, senators approved the stopgap spending bill after West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin abandoned his energy permitting proposal that would have fast-tracked federal reviews of new energy projects, including that Mountain Valley fracked gas pipeline that he's so invested in. 
But the truth is, he didn't just drop it. There were all sorts of activists that got arrested in his office. There was a sit-in. There was a huge coalition of groups that got together. If we cut those people, like the activists with Catskill Mountain Keeper, out of the picture, how do people in the general public get any sense of what they can do to be part of fixing problems that they may be all too well aware of, but they don't know how to act? I could go on about the complaints of money media, but the point is we do try to give people a glimpse of something different. Yes. No, and that's exactly the challenge that we face in, in this evolving media landscape. And you are at the cutting edge of it, understanding and trying to understand because it's happening in real time, what it means to communicate with people. You know, what do the bots do when they go out and flood the Twitter sphere and the, the, the Instagram world with driven by the fossil fuel industry or by foreign interests or by our own government, you know, and for us at Moundkeeper, uh, through the COVID experience in part, in, in part doubling down on, on fighting to protect the place that you live, because in some ways, that's our best chance collectively, is if people take stock of where they live, their own air, their own water, their own neighborhoods, their own waste facilities, and get involved at that level. And sometimes that feels overwhelming because they look at climate change, they look at, at the impacts, they look at the causes. They see causes being, you know, the, the vast cattle, the beef problem. They see foreign countries using, you know, dirty fossil fuels without, uh, you know, a, an immediate hope of, of transition. And so why am I worried about my little neighborhood when the problems are so big that what I do won't matter? Well, it really does matter. Like, it's the difference. You know, that is the difference. And I think that's the job that the money media do. They direct, I always say, you know, commercial media direct our attention up to the people they perceive as the most powerful, the people in Washington, the corporate executives, you name it. Community media, public media, people to people media, independent media, call it whatever you want, directs us to one another, introduces us to one another. And more often than not, Ramsey, I don't know whether you'd agree, but I'm looking at the way that change is made in this country Take, for example, most recently, horrifically, reactionary right-wing change, for example, around reproductive rights and reproductive justice. And what you see is lateral organizing at the grassroots, people working right. with each other at school boards, at community board meetings, at zoning meetings. We did a story not so long ago from North Carolina about how decisions that were made at the zoning board in a little rural community in eastern North Carolina were the difference between having a big for-profit military training camp, paramilitary training camp in your backyard and not, you know, did you show up at the meeting? It's as simple as that. And, and I think that more gets decided at the local level than we educate people about in our media every day. And, and I, I have to believe that's not coincidence, in fact. And part of what makes that successful is an, is an identity and an identity that one can be proud of, you know, that where is my home? Let's call it home, whatever you want to call it. But where is that place that's special to me that I'm willing to fight for the identity of that? And, and it, you know, we really focus on that brand of the Catskills, this incredible, magical place that needs to be protected. And zoning is the, the biggest threat. You know, we've got a place, you know, that's six and a half counties. Every town's different. You know, it's a home rule state. You've got, you know, development pressures like you've never seen before. I mean, the, the, the face of the Catskills will change dramatically in the short term if we're not, you know, 
absolutely organized and the, the people who live here taking uh, an active role in that participation. And that can't happen without the communication and without the media. And it can't happen without the media that's not beholden to the Sinclairs of the world. That's just the way it is. Like that we are in a war and how information is shared. And, you know, that's a conversation you've had lots of times. And it, it happens in real time here in the towns and counties in the Catskills. It's a yeah. real fight. Over, I love you over. mentioning the Sinclair Broadcasting Corporation, which I think is responsible at now at this point owns something like two thirds of all the of all the television stations in the country and some huge portion of all the newspapers. That chain is investing in that local media for a reason. And yet it's uh, those local papers and local stations that so many other people just write off as, you know, not important anymore, or uh, you never could make money. It's like, no, you can make some money. It turns over. Um, you just may not make an enormous uh, financial return. But what you are doing is controlling the discourse at the local level where critical decisions get made. That's why they're doing it. Um, and I wish our side, as it were, however you were to define that, um, would do it too. My guests are Laura Flanders from The Laura Flanders Show and Ramsey Adams, who is the executive director of Catskill Mountain Keeper. You're both bringing up connection to a place and to each other. Also, you're bringing up the way that information is shared and controlled. How does this affect the work that both of you are doing and why is it so important that control that you're both addressing, whether it's Sinclair Media, the control of the media and information, whether it's it's uh, language or false information about what's happening with the climate and environment and why we should care. And also you're both addressing a kind of uh, disempowerment then that gets created. I would love to share with our listeners how they can step in from both of your perspectives and why, why it's so important in this moment to do so. Well, is this where I say they can step in by coming to our event in Calicoon <laughs> on October 16th and meet us all yes. and yes. support the show and support Mountain Keeper and find out more how they can can be part of what's going on that's exciting in this county. Is that the right moment for me to mention that? Yes, I think uh, it's a great and 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 to have one of the greatest organizers that's ever existed, Bill McKibben, at the other end of the microphone. I mean, this is going to be really fun. You don't want to miss it. Trust you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great event, and I'll just keep on with the with the promotion for just a second. You know, I mean, we, it, it's true. In the media, we talk to a lot of people via remote, right? We we call them, call up, we talk via Zoom or whatever it is. But I don't know about you, Sabrina, and you, Ramsey, but my sort of, um, I don't know, power packs really get refueled when I meet people in person, the people we're um, reporting on, the people we're, you know, in conversation with, like Bill McKibben, and of course, our audience and, and the people that are our partners. I mean, I always say media is a plural noun, like we none of us do this alone. I do it with Sabrina, but more broadly, you know, media is made together uh, with, with the guests, the hosts, the tech crew, and of course, the audience are a big part of it, particularly in listener and, and um, viewer supported media like ours. So we're on public television, but we get no money from, from PBS. Most of what you see on public television is individually, independently funded. So are we. That gives us tremendous freedom and also tremendous responsibility. And it's a great opportunity for people who care about 
news and views like this to uh, step up by contributing to a show. In this case, yes, we're bringing Bill McKibben, the founder of 350.org, most recently the founder of Third Act, a new organization that is rousing baby boomers to become activists. We've got him coming to the Upper Delaware River Valley. They'll be at Calicoon, at Calicoon Provisions, who are partnering with us and you to put on an event where we all get to actually see each other. How great is that? So what time, uh, what night is it? Oh, it's funny. You should it? ask. It's between 4 and 7 p.m. <laughs> on Sunday, October 16th. And you can get all the information either at Eventbrite or at lauraflanders.org. Just check it out. I want to remind everybody, too, that, of course, we want to see you in person because that kind of conversation and connection is so important. And you'll meet Bill McKibben, as Ramsey was saying, incredible environmental activist, also Taina Seeley, who is a Puerto Rican activist and performer, and to meet Ramsey and the Mountain Keeper folks. Here's Taina Asili, Albany, New York-based Puerto Rican singer, filmmaker, and activist with her song, Nature. Protecting the sacred of all ecology The interdependence of every species The right to self-determination we affirm The right to every living being free of harm The toxification of water and of land The full use of our resources we demand To live in balance with nature Relationship with us, we will defend of the water, of the sea, of the soil, of the breeze. Cessation of predator corporation greed and governmental palms. Mouths they feed and occupation of land stone and MSUs reparations for those exploited and abused. Support for those who battle on the front lines. Reclaim my land, our health, and you colonize. We educate our children, parents, and climate lies. And with this knowledge, we will. 
we're hosting this at Catskill Provisions in Calicoon, New York, organizations such as this really do rely on community-based support. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget us. The dirty energy companies have invested a lot in bringing you the news. So in between your news reports on most cable news networks, you will see ads for dirty energy companies, many of them dressing themselves up as the new latest greenest thing. But the reality is uh, there's an agenda there to shape the debate, to maintain a culture that thinks it's dependent on those energy sources. If you want something different, unfortunately, you've got to help pay for it. But, you know, together we can do it. And it's a wonderful ecosystem of media that we have here in the Catskills from WJFF to our show, to, to so much else. Uh, it's a great place to be. And it's thanks to our viewers and listeners that we're able to exist. The activism element that you brought up, Sabrina, um, you know, what does it mean or how, do, how does somebody take action to protect the environment here in the Catskills is a really important one because, you know, it does feel overwhelming. And that's sort of the number one sentiment we hear back. It's sort of like, I'm sort of overwhelmed. I don't know what I can do. But it's really quite simple to start to get involved. First of all, what both of you are doing is something that a lot of people wish they could do, and they can do it, and that is communicate, you know, using the new tools in the world that we have on social media and to broadcast, to make media, talk about the issues you care about. You know, that's something that Sabrina's done brilliantly here in the Catskills trailer talk has been instrumental in the fracking fight it is it's been it just sends a message that this is community this is us this is our voice we're working together new york's unique because we are leading on so many things you know we've got an opportunity to show how it's done and where new york goes often that's how the nation goes so we passed the most aggressive climate law. It's not aggressive enough, but we have passed the most aggressive climate law in, in the country, but now we need to implement it. And that requires you know, us getting our hands dirty and figuring out how to make it all work and how to you know, actually abide by the law that's been passed and, and fulfill the obligations. The other thing is getting involved at the local level and going to your local town boards and your zoning board meetings and and understanding what's being proposed in your town, basically under, you know, having a basic understanding of where the town is headed, what kinds of proposals are coming in, who's in the leadership, because that'll drive a lot of what a local activist does is, un is understanding what is in the pike for uh, the future of the towns. And we sort of alluded to that before, but that's so important. And then the other thing is the legislation at the state level. For example, the Birds and the Bees Protection Act, which is trying to get neonicotinoids out of the, uh, the food system and, and help protect all of the pollinators that are, are, are threatened by not just the neonicotinoids, but other challenges and, and, and chemicals that are, are, are there. And that law needs to get passed in New York State this year. You know, that has to happen. We have to do that. And that requires that people learn a little bit about the issue and then lend their name and call their senator and their congresspeople and the governor and, and be an active citizen. That's where the action is. And it's hugely important. I mean, it is, it's what changes policy. It's the single act by a, a group of people. I should say, Ramsey, listening to you, I mean, it, it changes policy here. But as someone who often is reporting on local accomplishments with a national implication, what is accomplished here shows what can be accomplished. 
So every time you win something in New York, it's not only the power of New York and the influence of New York as a state, but the fact that it happened at all is important across the country, because from that moment on, you can no longer accept the legislators who say it's impossible and the activists who say, you know, it's not doable or it's stuck or they feel apathetic. No, it can be done. So there is your actual effect, the work that any piece of legislation does right here, right now. And then there's the influence effect and the inspiration effect. And and you with Catskill Mountain Keeper and everything that has been done here in New York has a huge effect on what people have as their kind of horizon of possibility. You've done a lot. I want to add that I learned so much during the fight to stop fracking in New York State, really from the very beginning of being introduced to, well, it wasn't even called fracking at that point, right? So even the fact that we're using this language now was the result of activism, which is fascinating, right? It was hydro fracturing, whatever, whatever. I can't even remember now, but but to High be- volume hydraulic uh, fracturing. <laughs> That's right. You know, there was a big push even to change the language to better describe what it actually was. I bring this up because for me, very fortunate that I was a part of that from the very beginning, because I learned so much the importance of speaking to each other and of being able to refuse to accept what big industry, big money was telling community members and neighborhoods throughout New York State. And of course, then that was reflected across the country. It was a huge lesson for me. It was the collective. You know, it really was. There were so many like key people uh, working to stop uh, fracking in New York State. I mean, I think what you said about, you know, we can win is so important and that we need to celebrate sometimes the wins. And I think when Bill McKibben comes out here on Sunday, October 16th for our shared event, he'll be talking about what may have been a temporary win in Washington, forcing Senator Manchin to drop that dirty energy fast tracking proposal. But nonetheless, was a win that we need to talk about how it came together and what difference it made and what lies ahead. I'm Sabrina. This is Trailer Talk. And my guests have been Laura Flanders from The Laura Flanders Show to find out more about that, please visit lauraflanders.org and Ramsey Adams, the founder and the executive director of Catskill Mountain Keeper. More information is available at catskillmountainkeeper.org. We have been speaking about the landscape of the Catskills region. We have been speaking about pollination, about the challenges of both the climate landscape and also the media landscape, but also what it takes to make changes so things improve for everyone and everything. Please join them on October 16th at Catskill Provisions for an in-person event. It's October 16th, 4 to 7 p.m. at Catskill Provisions in Calicoon, New York. Thank you all for listening. From the kitchen table, out on the road, I'm Sabrina Artell. Thanks for joining me for Sabrina Artell's Trailer Talk. The music for the show, Patti Smith, People Have the Power. Trailer Talk is produced by Sabrina Artell. For more information, please visit trailertalk.net. Special thanks to WJFF Radio Catskill and the numerous people who have donated their time, resources, and conversations to make Trailer Talk possible. 
Thank you all who joined me in these conversations. I'm Sabrina Artel. Safe travels.